Uh, we are on Duff uh, 43, Mem Gimel, uh, at the very top. Uh, just a bit of a refresher of, as to where we were. Uh, our Mishnah had said, uh, we had been discussing Mukta, we said that you're not allowed uh, to put anything underneath a, uh, a, a little oil lamp in order to catch the oil. Uh, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, you might, if you did it before, uh, when it was still Arab Shabbat, you would be allowed to do it. And we said uh, the issue uh, that, I mean, uh, the qualification there is you not you wouldn't you be allowed to do that uh, before Shabbat. However, you still wouldn't be allowed to use the oil on Shabbat. And, uh, and that was uh, the qualification. All right, and Rav Chista said, uh, had moved on uh, from what our Mishnah said, and he said, you're not allowed to put uh, uh, anything underneath uh, an, uh, a, an, a hen uh, in order to, to catch an egg uh, if she is, uh, um, you know, li- uh, uh, laying the egg on an incline. Uh, and uh, however, you would be allowed uh, to uh, put a vessel, like a pot or something, over the egg. Uh, and that's uh, that's a common case that an animal will lay an egg. So so therefore you'd be allowed to put a pot over that. All right. So that that, that was where we had got to. Uh, our question was, uh, you're allowed to put a pot over it because that would be common to stop it. But you wouldn't be allowed to put something underneath it uh, to stop it rolling down and breaking. Because we're saying it's not common for an egg to uh, um, uh, a hen to lay something on uh, a slope uh, that would be uh, counterintuitive because it would just break the egg. Uh, and uh, Abai had questioned two two questions uh, on on so far on the one uh, we said uh, what happens if you've got tevil uh, on your roof and then it breaks. Uh, it says you can uh, put a barrel underneath to collect the tevil so it doesn't fall down and get destroyed. Uh, it could be some wine or something like that that uh, you can quickly run and get a barrel uh, and uh, we said uh, you know that, that surely that's not common that things uh, just break open uh, we say no uh, it w- would be common if it was a new barrel uh, which hasn't really been hardened yet and, and therefore something new you're not you know you know once you put it to use uh, you find out that it actually has uh, a defect uh, and that that would be one case and another one uh, is uh, if you allow are you allowed uh, to put uh, something underneath a, a candle uh, in order for it to catch sparks uh, and that's it so that the sparks don't go and do any damage and uh, uh, in, in the the best case scenario just just makes a mess uh, in terms of the the suit, uh, and the worst case scenario it could be dangerous uh, in terms of setting things on fire, small little fire, uh, and uh, you know surely that's not common. So no, sparks are common, and that was where we got to. Uh, we pick up again similar kind of uh, questions. Eitzve, uh, another question. Kofin kara alaner shloyachos bekora. You would be allowed to. Uh, it says overturn a bowl. Uh, on a lamp. Now, obviously, this is talking, uh, you know, put, putting something above it, but leaving enough space for air uh, to come in. Otherwise, uh, it's essentially just, uh, you know, extinguishing the flame, and that uh, would be a malachodorata. There'd be no way you'd be allowed to do that. Uh, and all you want to do here is you, uh, uh, it says, you, you don't want it to uh, burn up the beam, uh, you know, or, or blacken. You know, the beam and as we, you know, similar kind of thing is that you, the worst case scenario, it could be uh, if it gets too hot, it could set itself a lot. So you'd be allowed to put uh, some kind of barrier in front of uh, the, uh, the, this, uh, over the candle, between the candle and the beam. 
and surely that's also not common that uh, that uh, the flames would go so high uh, and uh, get too close so close to the beams and we say no bavate gechina uh, you're talking here about a uh, small, uh, low ceiling. And that is something that is common uh, in terms of, of fires because the uh, even uh, if it's a very low ceiling, uh, then even a, a normal flame inside a house that's got a very low ceiling, it would be uh, it, it could cause uh, a fire to to break out. So therefore, you would cover uh, the beam with something that wouldn't uh, to protect it. Uh, what happens if a uh, a roof uh, beam breaks? Uh, you are allowed to uh, put a bench against it to, to prevent uh, the uh, the whole roof collapsing. And the same thing uh, with a uh, you can either support it with a, with a bench or with uh, the sides of a bed uh, so that the roof doesn't collapse fully uh, and also surely that's a strange uh, thing to happen that your roof collapses uh, and the Gomorrah says no uh, uh, again uh, it is a, um, a a new beam in the in the roof uh, it can you haven't tested it out properly also there might be a latent defect uh, which you'll find straight away uh, when you um, when you come to to use it for the you know early on, uh, not the first time, or the, you know, early on in its life. Uh, again, not in kli delif. You'd be allowed to put a vessel underneath uh, a leak in a ceiling b'shabat uh, to to catch it. Surely that is a case of uh, moving a, a kli. This, all of these uh, challenges have been according to that first opinion, which we said was uh, moving a non mukta kli for the sake of a mukta atom uh, and that, that 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 would all be you know in for a and you could do that if it was common for things to happen but we said you couldn't do it if it was uncommon uh, for this to happen and uh, and we say again uh, it's also a new house uh, over here which is um uh, has got the possibility of leaking uh, until you've actually worked out uh, that it has been properly built and uh, and that's it. All right, so so really that uh, all of these uh, ideas are, are quite similar uh, is that uh, they're all non-common. Uh, that we think they're non-common to start, but we end up uh, with the with the issue that they actually are common uh, in in the respective situations. All right, uh, and as we said, that was all uh, according to the opinion that that what why can't you uh, you know, have this mukta thing. He says because of the fact that uh, you are moving a non-mukta item. I mean, you're moving, yeah, moving a non-mukta item for the sake of a mukta item. All right, uh, and Abaya now uh, comes with a second reason uh, for this. And Abaya, who um, you know, who had challenged Rabba uh, with all of these uh, questions before, now uh, ra- you know gives his own view. Uh, what what his view is, uh, and uh, Abaya's view is according to the second understanding of why uh, you can't move uh, these the, the, these utensils around. He says that uh, if you move a utensil you're not uh, allowed to uh, take away utensil from its use on shabbat uh, you were able to use it uh, beforehand now if you put it uh, and, and it collects uh, muktzah stuff inside it uh, then you have 
uh, are not able uh, to to, uh, to to get any. Um, you're not able to use that uh, uh, thing anymore. You're not able to use that utensil anymore, and as a result, uh, you have done it. Uh, you have removed it from its uh, uh, the possibility uh, of uh, of uh, you know uh, you know doing its purpose uh, on Shabbat. Vato klima heichano is the actual term for that. All right. So uh, uh, oh, sorry. That's. Uh, um, that that is exactly uh, what we have here. Rav Yosef, uh, sorry, Rav Yosef said uh, he he mentioned. Sorry, this is uh, what uh, uh, I missed out that line, which is obviously very important. Rav Yosef Amar Hanu Tamad Rav Chista. That is all the reason of Rav Chista. Uh, he says the reason of Rav Chista. He says because uh, you are mavatel, you are taking this kli away from its original use uh, and and uh, something that you had prepared it for beforehand uh, and as we said uh, you know before you moved it you could have used this thing for anything now you've specifically used it for muksa atom uh, it's now unable to be used for anything else and therefore you have taken it away uh, from its uh, original use so that is not uh, you know it, it, it's like uh, breaking it uh, or fixing it in place. Uh, there's different uh, opinions of uh, what Rashi says about this uh, one here, and, and and I think the other one is in Beitzah. Uh, what Rashi's view is on that, uh, and uh, whether it's like fixing it in place or else uh, um, uh, breaking it, uh, because now you can't use it anymore. All right. So uh, whichever uh, the issue is, he says that that uh, that's uh, um, that's Rav Yosef's view of what uh, Rav Chista will say as opposed to um, Rabba's view, uh, who says you're not allowed to use it. Uh, this key for, um, uh, you're not allowed to move a non mukta kli for the sake of something that's mukta. Here, Rav Yosef says, no, it's uh, you're now uh, destroying the kli effectively because, you know, for its use on Shabbat. Okay, that uh, are the two views. And now we have to reframe everything and see uh, in terms of uh, of this, what all of those previous challenges, how we resolve them now. Eight for Abayah, so Abayah challenges it. Chavit shel tevel, shenish b'rabe mevi kli acher, humaniach tachteah. If you've got this uh, untithed uh, tevel on your roof, uh, let's say a barrel of wine, uh, then that, that wine breaks uh, on, on, on Shabbat. You are allowed to bring another barrel and put it underneath it, uh, and uh, surely that is the same uh, issue. Is that uh, here it now becomes mukta, uh, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, and you'd be allowed to take this uh, uh, this barrel and uh, put it underneath uh, this thing. Also, all of these things are are kind of uncommon uh, as well, um, but you know, surely we are. You know that, that's not what we we're not worried about common or not common. We're worried about taking away uh, these um, uh, the thing that was prepared for anything. Now it, it can't be moved and can't be used uh, now. Okay, uh, it says uh, and and how do we answer that then? Amalei tevol muhanhu etzel shabbat. Really, the idea is that uh, this this untithed produce is available uh, on Shabbat. Really, it's an issue of the person. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. Uh, just in order for it to become edible, a, a person has to uh, separate it. So the issue is, in and, in and of itself, it is uh, fine, uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, it's actually before the person eats it, uh, the person has to take off 
um, uh, the tevel. All right, so that is a, a, a uh, the reason for that. Shimavar tikno mitukan. If the person did it, um, uh, you know, and he did take off the table, uh, then he could fully eat it on Shabbat. There's no, there's no issue with that. The person himself isn't allowed to uh, take the table off on Shabbat. That is known as metaka and kli. Uh, you are now fixing something uh, from before that wasn't. But assuming the person uh, would uh, uh, would do it, there's nothing inherently wrong uh, with that. Uh, uh, underlying uh, produce. All right, so that's the first uh, thing of of the five. Nordin kli takataner lekabel nitzosot. You're allowed to take a uh, put some kind of vessel near the uh, the lamp to catch the sparks, uh, the burning sparks. Uh, you know that that fall. Uh, it says, uh, and you know, sh- surely that uh, once it's uh, once you do that, uh, it's making it unusable again for Shabbat. And the Gemara answers. Um, Amrav Huna, Brader of Yeshua, he says, Nitzotot, and Bahen Mamish. He says, they, uh, as, as soon as they uh, you know, hit the side of the bowl, uh, that, that bowl, they, they then disappear. Uh, they just uh, go up into to the air, uh, as it were, and therefore, is that you're, not, uh, you're not making, there's nothing in the Kli, uh, therefore, the, the, you could actually pick up that vessel and still use it. The Cain Kora, the third case, Shunish Bra, Sumkin Utsal Safsal, or Arukot, Hamita, and also a beam uh, in your roof, a roof beam that breaks. Uh, it says you can support it uh, with a bench or with uh, the part of a bed so that it won't fall over. Surely you're not able to, then uh, you've, you've taken away the use of the bed uh, or the uh, um, uh, or, or the or the um, bench uh, for that it says no uh, no actually it didn't uh, it fell but it's kind of hanging in mid air you put the bed or the bench underneath it as a support but in theory you could take the bed away by shackle lay if you wanted to, to you if you wanted to you could take the bench you just don't want the whole roof uh, to crack so you don't want to put too much pressure on it but if you wanted to you could and it could actually uh, survive. Without that, you just don't want to take a chance. And Nodnin, Kli Tachet Adelef by Shabbat, and uh, he says, you, if you, uh, you know, you, if you, what happens if you um, uh, take away uh, um, a vessel underneath, uh, you know, I mean, you, you put a vessel in to catch a leak uh, from the from the ceiling on Shabbat, uh, you know, and uh, surely that is taking the Kli away from it, the vessel away from its use. So we say no. Delef Haraui, Delef, this leak that is uh, fitting. So, what does fitting mean here? Uh, different opinions. Uh, you know, it, it, ideally, it should be uh, for, for drinking, it should be you know, potable water. Uh, and even if it isn't, at least it's uh, minimally uh, suitable for something like washing. Uh, that, that would also be okay. All right, so in other words, you would be able to uh, to drink this uh, on, on Shabbat uh, and, uh, and therefore use it on Shabbat. And as a result, uh, there is no uh, issue with uh, putting it underneath because you're not taking it away from its use. Uh, here is a, a fifth example, which we haven't seen uh, before. Kofen al-asal, ifnay efrochim, she'alu v'yadu. If you've got some young chicks who... Uh, uh, you need to get to their nest, and then they they, it's their nest is very high, and they can't uh, get to it very easily. What are you allowed to do? Uh, you can overturn a basket. Uh, 
you turn over this basket in front of these little chicks, Shialu Viadu, so that they can easily get up to their nest and then down from there onto the floor. Uh, they obviously can't fly uh, just yet, and as a result, so you're being nice to them and giving them like a, a, a step that they can get up to their, their nest uh, as well, you know, wherever their, their nest is. Okay, uh, and surely uh, if it's got uh, this uh, this thing underneath it, uh, this little uh, basket is now becoming mukta because it's what's known as a basis. Uh, it acts as a base uh, for uh, something that is mukta. Obviously, these chicks are mukta uh, because they can't. There's no use for them on Shabbat. You're not allowed to shech them uh, or anything like that. So obviously, they are unusable on Shabbat. Uh, and uh, and you know, so so how, how do we answer that? Because have a mukta latatalo. Um, uh, and uh, the issue is that you would be allowed to move the basket uh, on Shabbat uh, uh, but you know we have a bright that says it says you're not allowed to move the basket now we say that what is that applicable to um, uh, we say no you're not allowed to move the basket when they are on them so you've got this, uh, this, this these mukta things and you've got something now that is basis uh, a base to something that is mukta and uh, and that's why when they're on it, so uh, it says we're still not out of the woods. Uh, it says because I tell you, FLP shine or then I love. Uh, uh, we say even though they are no longer on it, it is still asur to move this basket. So surely there's a, a, a very uh, you know if you can't move the basket, well then you have negated its use uh, on Shabbat, which you wouldn't be allowed to do. So Gemara says, Amarav Abayo. He says, but Odan Alav, call by Nashmashot. Really, uh, when are these chicks jumping on and off the 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 uh, this this basket? It was really uh, done by Nashmashot on. Uh, uh, at twilight uh, on Erev Shabbat, uh, you know, moving into Shabbos itself, uh, and once we, uh, you know, the um, uh, and, and we have a principle which we'll see many times. Migu uh, once it is uh, being separated uh, and you know, mukta um, uh, really from. Era Shabbat at twilight at Bayan Ashmashot time period, so too it remains the uh, Mukta um, uh, the whole of Shabbat. Uh, that is your your standard thing. So anything that uh, that status at twilight uh, and uh, Bayan Ashmashot uh, affects this uh, for the whole of Shabbat. Very similar to a concept of uh, you know lighting candles, even though the candles are no longer lit. Uh, if you've, uh, you are not able to move the actual candles, even though they've gone out uh, the next day. All right. Um, so that that is that is that. All right. I'm a, and now we see. So you know those are the 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 questions that we raise against Rav Yosef's understanding, but he answers all of them now. We get to a stricter uh, uh, view. I'm uh, Rav Yitzchak. So Rav Yitzchak says he's, uh, you know, his his view on Mukta. He says, listen, the way you're not allowed to, uh, the, the same way, you're not allowed to put anything underneath it if it's on a slant uh, to catch egg. He says, even that, uh, once you can't get involved in the egg, he says, uh, you can't. Even uh, putting a vessel over it uh, is no, uh, is, is, you know, to make sure that it doesn't break uh, is also not uh, acceptable. Uh, he says you're not allowed to do it. 
And the Gemara says, "V'ksava ein kli natal ela devarhi tal b'shabbat." The reason for that is because what, what's what's Rav Yosef's understanding? He says that uh, the only time that you'd be allowed to move something is for its own sake. Uh, you know, that's it, uh, and uh, and not for the sake of the egg. Uh, in this case, so if you're doing it, carrying the pot or whatever for 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 doing something, you know, putting something in it on Shabbat, or then you could handle it. Uh, but his view of mukta is very broad, and he says maybe even uh, if it if it isn't something for its specific use uh, on Shabbat, uh, you wouldn't be allowed uh, to carry uh, the vessel, and therefore, in this case. Uh, you know, to, to put something over an egg, uh, you don't use pans or pots uh, for that on a normal basis, so therefore uh, that is not uh, its defined use, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed to pick it up and turn it over on uh, uh, on, on Shabbat. All right, and that's, uh, you know, and because you can't carry the egg, you can't carry the pan or the pot. Okay, uh, and the Gemara asks about that. Uh, um, and we, we asked him all of these uh, five questions. There were five in the first, uh, four of which were the same as in the second, and then the, the, the fifth one uh, was a uh, another thing. In the um, yeah, and this the one that just had most recently was about these chicks. Uh, and he says, uh, and we asked him all of these questions. He says, no, the reason that you had picked it up in the first place, you were carrying it, and uh, now you need it for its place. So you were uh, uh, entitled uh, to, to, to carry on uh, carrying it. He says, you wouldn't be allowed to pick it up, uh, but you would, once, you, once you've got it in your hands, you'd be allowed to carry it. Okay, Tashma, so let's examine this a bit more. Uh, an egg that was laid on Shabbat or one that was laid on Yom Tov. Uh, says you're not allowed to move the egg uh, to cover it, to use it as some kind of cork uh, on, in, in, a, uh, in a bottle, and you're not allowed to use it uh, to support uh, a bed. Uh, you know, the, the, if you, you know, eggs are... Uh, notoriously strong uh, yeah, if you invert them uh, and uh, you put them up so it's, 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 uh, uh, if, you, if you use it long ways uh, then it would crush it but uh, if, you, if you put it up on its edge uh, it's actually a very very strong edge alright so um, uh, it says uh, uh, it says you are you are allowed to put a, uh, a vessel over it so that it won't break surely that's a out and out refutation of Rav Yitzhak no Rav Yitzhak says Hakanami the same answer I gave before uh, you need the, the place of that uh, pot and therefore you pick it up. So once you picked it up, uh, uh, as it were, because you need the place uh, that is now able to be put there, you can put it down wherever you want. So you decide to put it down over the egg, no problem, that, that is fine. All right, um, Tashma, let's try this, uh, you know, his view now. Portrin, Machatzot, Agabe, Avanim, Shabbat. You're allowed to uh, put... Uh, a mat on top of stones on Shabbat, uh, you know, even though uh, you, uh, you, it, you know, stones, you're not allowed to pick up stones are uh, inherently mukta uh, and here we're picking up this mat uh, for the sake of the stones, so, so here's a, 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 another understanding and, and you know, another 
uh, a, a challenge against this third understanding. And the Gemara says, Now, Ramnin, Makur Zalot, Dehavian, Leveta Kisa. He says they, they are specially shaped uh, rocks, they are like round, and uh, this was the, the Talmudic toilet paper. Uh, they used to wipe themselves with these uh, specially shaped rocks. Uh, they never had uh, anything else uh, to wipe themselves with, so therefore that's what they would do uh, on Shabbat. And I also think even during the weekday. Um, okay, uh, so that result, you know, that, that uh, deflected that challenge. Tashma, porcin, machetzalot, al gabe, levainim, Shabbat. You are allowed to spread a mat on top of bricks on Shabbat, uh, even though you, you wouldn't be allowed to build with these bricks on Shabbat. So surely that, uh, you know, you'd be allowed to pick it up for something that you wouldn't be allowed to, to use. No. Uh, Ishtayur, um, uh, it says, uh, so what are these bricks? These bricks are special. Be sure, uh, you've, you've, you, they were left over from a building uh, construction purposes. Dechazian, Lemigza alive. So, and, and, and people use them and they just sit on them, they lie down on them, lean on them, whatever they do. Uh, so they are leftover bricks, not set aside, uh, not mukta for construction purposes. The construction is already over. All right, Tashma, Porsin Makaselel Kabe Kaveret, Devorim Bashabat. Uh, you are allowed to spread a mat over a beehive on Shabbat. Uh, it says, in the sun due to the sun. Uh, and in the rain due to the rain. So the, the initial understanding that we're going to have here is because of, uh, in, in the summer, uh, because of the sun to stop it burning up, and in the winter, because of the rain to stop it raining inside. That's how going to be our initial understanding. Uh, with a proviso that you don't have any intention uh, to trap the bees inside there. So surely it's, you know, you're moving uh, something, a mat, for the sake of this beehive, uh, even though uh, you can't actually move the beehive on Shabbat. It's, uh, you know, it becomes a base for, you know, this, uh, the bees which are mukta. Um, uh, we say, no, the reason for that, and we're talking here, Deka uh, you, you know, there is honey inside there, so it is for a permissible purpose because you're going to eat the honey. Amalei Rav Ukva, Mishman, Rav Ashi, Rav Ukva of Meishan. He says to, uh, um, to Rav Ashi, uh, he says, listen, that, uh, you know, Rav Ashi says, Tanef Biyotachama. That's good in terms of summer. Uh, because in summer the bees have uh, you know been buzzing all around and been collecting all the pollen, so that's great. Dikadavash, and therefore there is honey inside this um, this beehive. No problem. What happens in the winter where the bees are kind of hibernating, as it were, and uh, you know curled up inside uh, their uh, uh, their their uh, honey? I mean in their uh, in the in the beehive, and therefore they don't move out, and they, there's no there's no honey to be had. Ma So you know what? Why would you be allowed to move this uh, this mat to cover the beehive if you can't move the beehive? Lo uh, No, at, at any time he says there are. Uh, there's a little bit, always a little bit of beehive left, what we define as the, the two chalot, uh, two honeycombs uh, that stay inside uh, the um, inside the, the hive itself, for the bees itself, for the bees uh, to, to feed on themselves, to make sure they don't starve to death throughout the winter. Hi, Muktzat and Ninu. Surely, 
uh, you know, surely, you know, we're saying that you use it uh, for these two honeycombs. We say, no, those two honeycombs are, are for the bees, uh, and therefore you shouldn't be able to move it. Uh, the Gemara says, no, you thought of them before Shabbat uh, and you wanted to eat them yourself. Uh, I don't know, maybe you don't have that many bees or, or, or something, or maybe you're just very hungry. Uh, you thought about them, so that's why you'd be allowed to move it. Hi, Lochi Shave, the Gemara asks, well, and if you hadn't thought about them, Hi, Lochi Shave, what would you be? Not, you know, if you hadn't thought about them beforehand, in other words, hadn't he mentally prepared them uh, beforehand, Asur, uh, would you say it is forbidden uh, to, uh, to, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the, you wouldn't be allowed uh, the, the, the honey, you wouldn't have thought about it before. Therefore, our question reasserts itself. Why indeed are you allowed to move the mat uh, for, for something that is there for us? Um, so, uh, and, uh, and it says, uh, so the issue is, sorry, um, you know, you were not allowed to, to cover the beehive if you hadn't thought about it. But the Gemara says, listen, if that is your distinction, Iyaki had a tani bivad shaloi kavain latsud. Really, instead of saying and introducing another factor inside that of uh, uh, you know that you don't intend to trap the bees, you should have made that, that distinction within the, the case itself, and we should have said as follows: When we say such a case uh, that you're not allowed to cover the hive, that uh, you thought about them before Shabbat. Uh, but if you hadn't thought about it before Shabbat of those uh, of those two little honey things, then you wouldn't be allowed to do it. So that would have been consistent because uh, you would have still been talking about it before. Now the fact, so therefore you didn't say that. So there's what it's telling you. Uh, there's what it's teaching you. Uh, even if uh, you did uh, think of them before Shabbat, the issue is that. Uh, even if you thought about them before Shabbat, it's still not good enough if you go and you actually trap the bees themselves. And that is uh, the, uh, that. All right, money. So then who does our Mishnah, you know, who, sorry, who's a brighter, uh, who does our brighter follow? Uh, on the one hand, Rabbi Shimon, to late Lamuksa. If you see Rabbi Shimon, late Lamuksa. Uh, Rabbi Shimon has got a much broader view of the Muktzah prohibitions, and he said there's no such thing, you know, the, the way we understand it, it's a very limited uh, view of Muktzah. Uh, okay, and therefore, what's the difference if the, the beehives have got bee honey in or not honey in? says, you know, that's, uh, that's it. So why are you distinguishing between all of them where there's a little bit of honey, two loaves of honey, etc. Anyway, so that's uh, if you hold like Rabbi Shimon. Uh, on the other hand, I Rabbi Huda, if you hold like his disputant, Rabbi Huda, uh, who says that, uh, you know, there, there definitely uh, is Muktza, so it would be uh, Muktza, uh, Kilo, uh, we said no as long as you don't have intention uh, to trap the bees uh, and you know so those we're talking is if you've got Davash and Mikaven and we know uh, that um, uh, Rabbi Yehuda's view as opposed to Rabbi Shimon's uh, is high Davash and Mikaven Asur even though you don't intend it uh, you're not allowed to do it that's Rabbi Yehuda's view uh, over here. So we're in a bit of a fix uh, as to who our Mishnah goes like. Because if it's Rabbi Shimon, then you don't have a problem. And if it goes like Rabbi Huda, then you have a problem no matter which way uh, you uh, uh, you go. So uh, so how do, how do we answer that? Lo'olam Rabbi Huda. Really it goes like Rabbi Huda. What do you mean? You don't have intention to trap. No, you don't make it into a trap itself. 
uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you have to leave the leave space. Uh, it says, You have to just make sure that you leave a lot of space when you put this mat over so that the bees can still fly in and out uh, and there's no problem of trapping the bees. Okay, um, Rav Ashi gives a different answer. Rav Ashi Amar, Mikutani, Biomotachama, Biomotachamim. It doesn't say during the summer and during the winter. Uh, as we said uh, before, Bechama, Mimenachama, in the sun because of the sun. Uh, it says, uh, And in the rain because of the rain. Katani, uh, that's what it says. Um, so how does he interpret it? He says, Biomenisan, Biomotishra, both in the months of Nisan and Tishra, the kind of um, you know the the early spring and the early autumn, uh, and and he says, um, uh, and at those times, dika uh, chama veika atzina. There's there's sun, but there's also it's not it's not very warm. It's it can be cold as well. Ika gushamim sometimes there's rain veika devash, and then sometimes and you know uh, there's rain uh, at at those times as well. At uh, you know in 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 those in those days, and also uh, there's also uh, honey as well. So in all, you know, we, we say uh, it's only in those two months that you'd be allowed to do this. All right. Um, Amalei Rav Sheshit, Rav Sheshit says, listen, Pok, Amalei Le Rav Yitzhak. Go and tell Rav Yitzhak, uh, who came with his with his Kiddush, uh, that you wouldn't be allowed, uh, you know, to move something uh, for the sake of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know the, that wide-ranging view of Mukta, uh, where you said you're not allowed to, uh, you know, even even turning over a clee on top of it, uh, you, you be, on top of this egg, you wouldn't be allowed to do it because you know it's you only la- the only thing you're allowed to do is uh, carry a vessel or use a vessel, um, move a vessel for something that can be carried on Shabbat, as opposed to an egg which can't be. Okay, uh, and uh, Rav Sheshit said. Uh, so Rav Sheshit said that. Uh, well, well, let's do it again. I'm Rav Sheshit. Pogus by Go and tell Rav Yitzchak uh, that his opinion. Kvar Taguma, Rav Huna Lashmata Bavel. He's already taught this chiddush that he had in Bavel. Hasa, Dam Rav Huna. Uh, you are allowed to make a mechitza, some kind of partition, for a living person. Uh, it says, uh, You're not allowed to make a, a, a partition for a, a person uh, that uh, has died on Shabbat uh, for the sake of that corpse on Shabbat because you're not allowed to move a corpse on Shabbat. Mahi, what exactly are we talking about here? The uh, Amar of Shmuel by Yehuda. Shmuel by Yehuda says, "V'kain Tana Shaila Mari," and then Shaila Mari also uh, taught this. Mate, Matal Bechama Baim. So, what happens if you've got a dead person? Person has died on Shabbat, uh, and he's lying now, and uh, and the sun has uh, you know is starting to uh, warm up, and you don't want the, the corpse to putrefy. That would be a disgusting thing, and you wouldn't want that to happen uh, to this uh, dead person. Uh, so what do you do? Uh, two people uh, come and they sit next to him. Okay, Milamata, uh, sorry. Then, then it starts. The earth underneath them starts getting very hot. Uh, 
So each of them brings a bed, uh, and they each sit on the bed uh, to protect, you know, so they're not so hot on the ground anymore. Uh, what happens then? They start getting, as the sun gets stronger, uh, then they uh, get hot on their heads. Uh, what do they do? What do they do? They bring this big mat uh, and they are allowed to spread it out over them to act as a, as a protection from the sun. Uh, however, uh, you know, that, that's just done as a, this, the subterfuge basically because uh, both of them turn the beds onto the edge uh, and, uh, and then they, they both stand up and they both leave and as a result you'll have uh, the bed uh, with, the, with a mat over it uh, and that will protect uh, the mate. So we kind of do it in this like roundabout way uh, and, uh, and therefore uh, the partition that you've made, this mechitza, has been made for the sake of living people uh, and not for the sake of a dead person. So, uh, you know, so, so therefore we see that um, uh, the, the, the statement that Rav uh, Yitzchak taught, that Rav Hun had really taught it. Otherwise, what should it say? Well, uh, if you're worried about the corpse in the sun, bring a mat uh, and just put it over the corpse. That would have been the very easy solution. And the fact that he never uh, taught that, the fact that he did it in this roundabout way, means that you have to bring the mat uh, for a non-Mukta purpose and then... Uh, once you've uh, you know done a few things, which all for mukta, you know, because it's so hot, and you know you just walk away from it uh, now, and then then it all gets uh, sorted out. Okay, that is uh, uh, that's that. So it's already this this uh, statement that he made uh, has already been taught uh, in Bavel. Uh, Rafuna taught it in Bavel. Once we're talking about a corpse uh, in the sun, it uh, What happens if a corpse is in the sun? Ravi Huda Amar Shmuel. Ravi Huda says that Shmuel said, What you do is it's on a bed. Let's say uh, you're allowed to like roll it off the bed. You're not allowed to touch the corpse. The corpse itself is mukta uh, itself. Uh, and what you do, you have to. Uh, take a bed and put it next to the uh, the corpse and uh, uh, you have to roll the, the corpse from one bed to another. Then you put another bed there and you roll all the same bed. Uh, you move it around, uh, you know, and, and slot it in place and then you can move the corpse another bed and then, you you know, you can do this in kind of a, a long chain. So you can move it from bed to bed. There's obviously talking about in a place, uh, in a, in a um, uh, sort of, uh, a kind of, courtyard or something whereby you uh, are able to carry obviously otherwise you wouldn't be able to move the beds at all anyway um the only issue here is that you're not allowed to touch uh, the mate. All right, uh, it says, so you move it from mitzah to mitzah, uh, you move it until it gets to the shade. Rav Kanina Bar Shleima, Mishmaid, Rav Asar, Amar, sorry, Rav Kanina Bar Shleima, in the name of Rav, says, what do you do? Meneach alav kikar, otinok, umutul talo. Uh, what you are able to do is put a, a young child, you know, sit the child on this corpse uh, or a, a loaf of bread on the corpse and then you can move it. So the idea really is uh, probably it, it, it's just it's dafka those two things because then there's no concern uh, that they are going to be part of the uh, 
the burial uh, of the of this uh, mate. Uh, there's no chance that you would ever uh, bury these things with a mate. So therefore, you can say, uh, I'm covering it now. Uh, I'm putting this thing on top, uh, and this uh, thing, uh, the, the the mate, uh, is now a basis, a base for something that is able to be moved, like a loaf of bread which is edible, or uh, this baby. Okay, uh, young uh, young baby, and you move it around. Okay, and then and as a result, you'd be allowed to move the corpse, uh, not for the sake of the corpse, but for the sake of the baby or the bread. Okay, Heika, Heikad Ika Kikar Otinok, Kula Alma, Lo Pligi Dishari. So, therefore, what do we say? When there's a loaf or this, this baby, everyone says, uh, no one dis- disagrees, no one argues with the fact that, that you could use this form of uh, method to transport the corpse. Ki Pligi, what is the issue? Delayed lay. You don't have a spare baby lying around, you don't have spare bread lying around, uh, and therefore, uh, you, what do you do in the situation where you don't have it? That's why. Um, and, uh, and therefore, if you move it uh, in, a, in, a, in a non-normal uh, way, if you move it in a, in a literally a, a from the side, a backhanded kind of way, uh, that is fine. Uh, a non-normal way of moving it uh, is fine, and the other one says uh, that is defined as moving. One said it is def- still defined as moving, the other one said it is not defined as moving, and that's why you'd be allowed to roll it, who rolls a corpse from one bed to another, uh, that is not a normal way at all of moving a corpse, and as a result, uh, that is not defined as moving. Okay, uh, and now, uh, Lema Kitana, maybe that following Machloket is related to, to this Machloket, and uh, to the following Machloket Tanahim, and Metzalin Etamait, Mibinei HaDeleika. The rabbi said, you're not allowed to, to uh, if a corpse is there and a fire breaks out, uh, you're not allowed to pick up the corpse and save it from the fire. Amarav Yehuda, Ben Lakish, Shemani Metzalin Etamait, Mibinei HaDeleika. Uh, Rabbi Huda ben Lakish, uh, it's probably Reish Lakish's brother, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish's brother, uh, he says, I heard that you are allowed to move this corpse uh, from a fire. Hey, exactly what way or, you know, what is the case that we're talking about? If there's a baby or this loaf of bread, why can't you just use that? Uh, what's the reason of the Tanakama? That seems to forbid it. And if there's not, Rabbi Huda ben Lakish, so what's Rabbi would have been Lakish's view. Uh, why would you be allowed to move it? Ella love tiltum and atzad pligi. They're arguing about this. Uh, the following machloket: uh, whether you're allowed to move something in an indirect way, uh, a non-normal way of moving it. Demasa vatiltum and atzad shmei The one says, uh, you know, taking it out in a in a in a strange way is defined as moving, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed uh, to move the corpse because it is still, uh, after all, moving it. Um, Law, you know, and one says it is not uh, defined as moving it, so therefore you would be allowed to move it out in a thing. Isn't that the argument over there? Uh, and we've already dealt with it before, in other words, so there's precedent. The Gora says, Law, no, not necessarily. Uh, maybe everyone could agree uh, that moving something, even if it is in a non typical way, uh, is, uh, is still defined as moving. 
Rabbi Huda ben Lakish's, Rabbi Huda ben Lakish's view, and we talk Shadam Bahul al because a person is so worried, uh, he's in such a state about his uh, relative. Uh, he, what you know, you, you left with two choices. Uh, he's so worried about it. Your law shayutle. If you don't allow him to move it uh, in a in a strange way, at uh, so what's he going to do? He, well, he, he He's so distraught about what's happened, about the fire and about the dead person, you know, his, his relative. He's going to come and extinguish the fire uh, straight away. So you allow him to move it in a permissible way. Otherwise, he'll come to do a much more serious uh, violation of, uh, of uh, kiboy, of extinguishing the fire. All right, so uh, that is, you know, the rabbi said rather that he, he does something, he does, you know, moving, even though Tiltumanatad is, is actual moving, uh, it's only a rabbinical issue as opposed to a derata issue. Okay, Amar Rav Yehuda Barshayla, Amar Rav Asi, Amar Rav Yochanan, Halacha Rav Yehuda Ben Lakish, a mate, and we say the Halacha actually goes like him in terms of a mate. All right, and, uh, um, and now we'll just quote from the Mishnah, uh, it says, um, uh, uh, It says, in terms of this of this brighter, the oil that's in the lamp, okay, or the bowl. Uh, it says you're not allowed to use it on Shabbat. And Rabban and Muta Hashemin Mutar, sorry, Hashemin The leftover oil that is in the lap or the bowl is not allowed. Asur Rabbi Shimon Matir. Rabbi Shimon says it is fine because, as we've seen many times, uh, that uh, he holds of a very uh, lenient isur uh, in terms of mukta. He holds that there's very little uh, in terms of uh, what is actually defined as mukta. So he said this is not mukta. He says it, it, it uh, is able to be used for other things as well. Okay, we are at the, the Mishnah uh, and it's a good place to stop. We are slightly into the new Duff. Uh, everyone should have a great day.